welcome to this episode of the WA GOP Report. Our guest this week is Bill Boyce. Bill, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Caleb. I'm so happy to be here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, happy to have you. It's great to get the opportunity to chat with you. Uh, so for people that might not know you, uh, can you just give us a little bit of an introduction? Who is Bill Boyce, and, and what have you been doing in your community for the last little while? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. First of all, uh, once again, Bill Boyce, I'm running for the state senator for the 47th district here. Uh, this has been a, a, a interesting thing. My wife, uh, she went and uh, was cleaning out the garage uh, uh, over the weekend, and she found this article in the Kent Reporter from, from 19, uh, 2002, 2002. And it was a picture of me on the front of the Kent Reporter, and I on the school board and they was interviewing me and as they were asking me what you plan to do i said well, i want to make a big improvement into the school and then my goal is to run for city and then state level and we thought that was interesting we, but it was 20 years ago to the day so we kept that article so i'm sorry to share that article but a little bit about myself uh you know i've been in the state of washington now since uh, 1978 came here as a military airborne ranger paratrooper uh after i got out i decided to stay uh met my lovely wife we have five beautiful kids six grandkids uh all five kids uh uh, grew up here in the Kent area, went to the Kent school, graduated from the Kent school. All five had college degree, very productive member of society. Um, there's always something to kind of get you to do something, right? And for me, uh, at the time on the school, but it was talking about teaching sex education to my fourth grader. And my parents said, wait a minute, that's our job. We don't want the school doing that. So that pulled me into the school board race. I ran for the school board, served 16 years on the school board, uh, made a lot of changes, did a lot of great things. And I really want to kind of stay in the, in the in the public sector as a servant leader. So I decided to run for city council and I ran against an eight-year incumbent who had a real good track record, but I wanted to run. I thought I could do a better job. And, uh, you know, I, I won that race by 50%. And uh, now I've been on city council now uh, in my third term as a council president. And as I said earlier, my goal have always to run at the state level. Uh, I met Steve, Senator Steve Johnson many years ago, became a great friend of mine. And uh, he's the one that kind of got me going. And Joe Fain, another good friend of mine. So I just felt like the timing is right for me to run to lead the city council. And then secondly, everything that's going on in the state here is really just, uh, I, I just it's going too far to the left. And I think we need to make some adjustment, pull this back a little bit. And I think it's the time to really come in and uh, make some adjustment and try to do things what's best for the people and not necessarily what's best what people think for the party who are not talking to the people. Yeah, well, you've got obviously an incredible background just of service with your service in the military and school board, 16 years and 10 years on the Kent City Council. I mean, that's that's an incredible track record of being involved in serving your community. Can you just tell me a little bit more about kind of why did you decide in 2022 this is the time uh, to run for, for state Senate and get involved at the state level? Uh, thank you, Kate. A couple of reasons. One is that by being on the uh, city council, you know, I strongly believe that things need to be done at the local level. I'm all about locality. Uh, and I uh, seen a lot of these coming down mandate on the city without talking to the city. And I think our previous legislator very rarely talked to any of the city mayors, right? And I think in order for us to really be efficient, you really got to listen to the people. You really got to listen to the local leaders and help them and listen to them to decide what's best for the city. I have been endorsed by all five mayors from 
Kent, Renton, Auburn, Fredaway, and Covington. All five mayors have strongly endorsed me, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. And then the other thing is just this police reform. I really think that's just too much. I strongly, strongly believe in accountability. I want us to give our police all the tools they need to do the job, right? And we want them to be trained to the fullest. And if they don't do the job, like if I don't do my job in my work or you don't do your job, then we're retrained and then assume you have to hold them accountable. So let's not take the tools away from them to do their job to be able to serve the public. I've been out here knocking on doors and the first thing that come up every time is about public safety. And when police call today, their response time is a lot slower. I mean, if it's not a major crime, they don't respond as fast. And I want to be able to know, have our police respond to our citizens so they know when they call, they'll get there in a very rapid response. And then the other thing is about affordable housing, right? I have a daughter, uh, she's an educator in the Quad School District, and I've uh, been teaching for five years, uh, first grader, and uh, she got a nice bank account, and she's qualified for a half million dollar house, and she had been out there on nine houses already, nine, and uh, I love her, I want to stay home, but also I like to see her get her own house as well too, right, so I think we need to do something to really to start working with the private sectors on these, we got about $250,000 $250, home shortage, right, and I think we need a private sector to be able to help us to take care of that problem, so those are the things I'm really going to be working hard on try to advocate and talking to the people, talking to the builders, uh, talking to the public safety people, and most of our citizens, what's best for them and try to implement those in as I go up to the state level. Yeah, well, as a as a somebody in my, my mid-30s, uh, unfortunately approaching my late 30s as we go, but I've got a lot of friends that can certainly relate in, in the, the issue of a housing shortage what are some ideas or, or thoughts that you have on what can actually be done at the state level uh, to address that, to kind of increase the supply of houses here in Washington State? And I think what I mentioned some earlier, uh, Kate, I think really I have talked to a lot of builders, right? And they want to be able to build, right? And I think it's important that we partner with the private sector to get it done. That's the only way we can get it done is by working with the private sector. And I think from the... Um, the locality level, the city level, zoning is a key, right? I know there was a bill that was talked about doing this type of zoning, just flat blanket across, you know, all localities and so on. I think we need to work with the cities, right, to be able to identify what area can be rezoned to build these houses and also make sure we build houses that people like my daughter, teacher, that they can afford and they can get into. And right now, there's not enough supply. And the only way we can do that is working close with the private sector to be able to do that. And we got some great builders out there, people in the private sector willing to come in and take some of all this regulation off their hands so they can be able to do the work. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The other issue you mentioned, which I think is, is absolutely top of mind for a lot of voters across Washington State, is the issue of public safety. After we saw the Democrats passing those uh, quote unquote, police reform legislations and some of the tools those have taken away uh, from law enforcement. What would you like to see done, uh, assuming you win and you're serving in the state Senate as surrounding um, kind of legislation involving police officers? I think the first thing I think we need to do is uh, bring the police officers to the store, I mean, to the table, excuse me, to the table. And let's sit down and have a conversation with them and say, okay, let's hear from them on what they think is 
best? How can they do the job? What tool do they need to do the job, right? And then also, like I said earlier, it's about training them, making sure they have the proper training, uh, make sure everybody know what to do. And um, I truly believe that, you know, police officers really want to do the right job. I mean, like everything else, there's a small percentage, and no matter what workforce you look at, that probably not the type of people you want to have, but we have we can find a way to flush them out like I do at my job. We would find a way to flush them out. And I think we can do the same at the police level. But I do believe from a public safety perspective, they really want to do the job. Uh, here in Kent, you know, we was up to about 160 plus police officers and since this reform, and we're down about 140, 145. And they are leaving. They're retiring. Uh, they're leaving and going to other state. I mean, Washington State is the only state that have this crazy law that take the power away from the people who are responsible for protecting us. And I strongly believe what happened to George Floyd was not right. That was wrong. But I don't think it need to be peanut butter spread and uh, say this is the case for every police force, you know, in the state. So I strongly believe that uh, working with the law enforcement, and I have talked to quite a few, and I'm engaging with them, uh, listening to them, and uh, we'll bring something that is balanced to the table that don't take their tool away to be able to do the job. Well, I think your your balanced approach that you've definitely uh, implemented and developed on the school board, on the city council, is desperately needed in our state legislature, people that are actually willing to listen uh, sit down with people on all sides of the issue, actually understand the ramifications of the legislation. I think you could come up with countless examples over the last two years of these policies that the Democrats have pushed through, whether it's the police reform legislation, whether it's the long-term care tax, whether it's other stuff that they just kind of rush through without fully considering the ramifications and how it actually impacts people. So I'm, I'm just really grateful that you are stepping up uh, to run for this seat. It's, a, it's absolutely a Senate seat that we can uh, can win this year. How's the campaign going and how can people help you? The campaign is going awesome. I mean, it's really, um, I'm not surprised because people know me. I've been around for a long time. They know what I stand for. I think my character, my track record speak for itself. So, you know, just uh, last week, we went over to six figure in fundraising. So about $105,000. Uh, I got an endorsement from a lot of key people uh, within the state. Uh, 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 former General Rob McKenna, um, to, uh, Sheriff Rackett, uh, the list just go on and on. Um, we've been knocking on doors. Um, it, it just going extremely well. I feel really good about this race. Um, you know, as far as help goes, uh, people can also go to my website, which is vote.billboys.com. And if you want to email, it's campaign at billboys.com. Um, we're looking for people, feel free to donate. I mean, that's what it's all about is raising the fund and, um, and that's going to help us get over the hump. But as for where we at today, I feel really good about the track record that I'm building, uh, the message that I'm getting out, the people that I'm meeting. Um, I feel really good about this race. I take nothing for granted. I will keep my pedal to the metal all the way to the finish line. But uh, I think the people are ready for a change. Uh, you mentioned something about all these taxes that uh, it's hurting the, the people on the poverty level as well, too. Not just the middle class. They need to understand the, the taxes and the stuff they put in place. It's, it's hurting these people. And we had an opportunity you know, for our gas tax to give something back to the people, and we refuse to do that, right? And I think Washington State is the highest gas, you know, right here in the states, right? So 
we got to find a way to listen to the people. People hurting out there. And I think, you know, four more years of what we have today, uh, this state will be in a really, really sad shape. And I'm going to do my best to win. I'm going to do my best to talk to everybody out there and let them know, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what the Republican Party is going to do. And we're going to listen to you. We're going to keep your money in your pocket and the long-term tax care and all the other stuff ain't going to happen on our watch. Absolutely. Well, Bill Boyce, thank you so much uh, for, for serving your community and for stepping up and running this year. We are super excited to support you. I think this Saturday, we've got a super Saturday in Kent. Uh, people can find that on our website. We'll be out knocking on doors with volunteers. This is absolutely a race that we can and will win. We just need people to help. So go to the website, donate. If you're in King County or the Puget Sound region, come out to Kent and let's knock on some doors and let's support Bill Boyce. Great candidate. We're going to win this year. Thank you so much, Bill, for running and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Forgive my cold here. So hopefully uh, I came across okay and uh, appreciate you reaching out. And uh, we definitely going to win this race and I feel really good about it. And thank you for your time, Caleb. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.